Welcome to the Breakthrough and Bloom podcast. My name is Kelsey Marks, and I am your host and your Breakthrough BFF. My mission in the world is to help women who are interested in spirituality really, truly understand who they are at the core of their being, guiding them through the process of healing themselves and really honing into what it means to be human. I intend to be an open channel to allow insights to flow in that help you break through to the next level of who you were always meant to be. With these conversations, we're going to shift some perspectives, okay? And we're going to give you a new way to live the life that you live, allowing the opportunity to truly manifest what it is that you desire. So if you're looking to break through to the next level of who you are, to live the life of your dreams, and to gain a deeper understanding of spiritual topics, well, you have come to the right place. And I know we're going to have so much fun together, and I am beyond excited to have these conversations with you. So let's go ahead and get started, shall we? Hello, 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 beautiful soul. How are you? How is it going? How is life treating you lately? Are you finding yourself shifting, changing, or being presented with more opportunities to choose differently? It is so amazing how when we start to dive into this world of self-care, of self-love, of spirituality, of growth, it's amazing how we can start seeing so many more opportunities to practice a new way of being that have always been there before, but we just couldn't see maybe, and we just weren't taking the steps or the actions or the choices there. But when we start diving into it, the the opportunities really start presenting themselves so much more. It's like finally turning on windshield wipers in the rain and being like, oh, okay, now I can see. Okay, I can see this better. And if you're like me, though, you also need to put on your glasses, especially at night. The combo of like rain, darkness, and just those bright LED lights that everyone has nowadays, it makes it like impossible for me to drive. It's just not not a vibe for me. <laughs> and as much as I'd love to keep chatting about my you know, less than perfect eyesight. I'm sure you're here not to hear about my eyesight, but if if you want, we can. (laughs) But I'm sure you're here because you're ready to learn more about what self-care and self-love are, how you can truly nurture yourself on a deep level and really not only learn what self-care and self-love is, right? We want to know what it means, what it looks like, and how to actually implement a self-care routine into our already super jam-packed lives. And I would love to get right into this with you because this is something that I love teaching and something I love doing with my clients and in my coaching. So this is a topic that I think is kind of tough for a lot of us, right? Especially as women, but for anyone in general too, even men, because just emotionally, the society doesn't allow men to feel so. So you know what? It, this is a hard topic for a lot of us, I think. And not only do we have to deal with like comparisonitis of like looking at everyone else around us and being like, oh my God, like they're doing so much better or I wish I had that or oh, if I only looked like that. But I think also our past too makes it kind of tough. Any painful or hurtful things someone had said to us in the past, in past relationships, the our relationships with our parents, how we had grown up, um, rules that we had instilled into our minds. Like I think there's so much that truly shapes the way that we view ourselves that it can make it kind of tough for us to have a self-care practice to know what self-love is and to embody it fully and as much as I would love to say that there's like a one-size-fits-all type situation here for you to really start loving yourself on like a deep level and caring for yourself on not just like a physical level but spiritual emotional and mental level I'm not going to tell you that there is because there isn't. And it's because we're all unique and we've gone through unique things. And we're all going through things that are unique to us because they're unique to our perspective. Like how we're viewing it is how we're experiencing it, right? And that's not to say, though, that there aren't any tips or tricks 
that can help you. There absolutely is. I'm just saying that to compare yourself to someone else and what had worked for them is like a dead end, right? Like their life isn't exactly like yours. And even if it is pretty close, you can't expect the same exact results, right? Like you're unique and special and you, and you can definitely learn from others and take tips and tricks, but go in with the expectation that you're willing to learn and you're willing to see what comes out of it, not with the expectation that this is going to immediately solve all of your problems. And I mean, I have tons of tips and tricks that I've learned along the way. And I think if anything I share in a little bit, I'm going to go into them. But if anything I share does feel like, hey, you know what? I kind of want to try this out or wow, I really never thought of it like this before or never thought of trying this before. I would say like, do try it, like try it out. What's the worst that's going to happen? Nothing. Okay, cool. (laughs) That leaves only positive things to be experienced. So Either nothing's going to happen or something good's going to happen. It sounds like it's worth trying to me personally. But again, don't go in with the expectation that just because it worked for me, it's going to solve all of your problems immediately. Go into it being like, I want to learn from this. I want to experience this and see how it affects me and if it helps me. Okay, so with that out of the way, (laughs) first and foremost, what is self-care and self-love? And why is it so important for anyone on a growth journey, whether your journey is spiritual in nature or not, why is it so important? And this is a good question. And here's how I like to define each of these. So first, I'm going to just give my take on self-care. Self-care to me is the like prioritization of and the just awareness of one's inner world and their body. This includes not only physical self-care, which I think we can all agree is the most popular or common or easier one to take action on, but it also includes mental self-care, emotional self-care, and spiritual self-care. And each of these different aspects of ourselves require different things for us to do to ensure that our metaphorical cup is filled. And there's definitely overlap in these different parts of us, right? Because it's all a part of us. So it's not like you need to do five different self-care practices daily, because let's be honest, that doesn't sound feasible even to me. And I, I do a lot of these things, especially with a busy schedule where you might only have like an hour or two to yourself every day. Self-care in this sense is basically meaning that all aspects of who you are, the beautiful and amazing soul having this human experience is fulfilled, is feeling balanced, is feeling good. It's making sure that the cup is full, that the life force energy that's responsible for our inspiration, our creativity, our happiness, our energy to like physically move our bodies, it's it's making sure that we have that and that it continues to flow to us. And yeah, there's, there's going to be days where it's not as easy, where it doesn't flow as easy, where it's kind of like you're going on an uphill battle. But it's not about perfection here. On these days, it, it might just be about being aware, right? aware that the cup is getting low, that the reserves are turning on, that you're burning on both ends of the wick here. It's not every day has to be in action, right? We can have days that are meant for us to just slow down and build awareness. And that's why I mentioned that I don't think it's just about action here, but also awareness, because honestly, there have been plenty of days where I'm like so low energy, especially since I came off birth control a couple months ago which I, unfortunately, I just didn't have enough information about this. Um, I didn't get enough information about it prior, but I went through like a legit and serious energetic dip. Like my body was trying to figure shit out and, and I could have been like, wow, I need to do something about this. But honestly, what I needed to do was just become aware of how I was feeling, how my body was feeling and the thoughts that I was having. And then I was like, hmm, What is this telling me? And when I did that, then I was able to figure out the self-care I needed. 
and that it was actually more on a spiritual level at first, and then it was a physical level after. Um, because I wasn't feeling like inspired and drawn to doing things physically. I felt very much so like I needed to have specific conversations with people that I do spiritual things. I, I felt like I needed to have Reiki sessions. I felt like I needed to do some card pulls. Like what I was feeling when I tapped into my body was, yeah, like, sure, <laughs> coming off birth control and having the hormones all, all fucked up is definitely playing a factor into it. But what is actually at the root of it, what's popping up for me to actually work on was more spiritual. And then once I started working on, you know, the things that were popping up for me first, even though I knew logically, like, yeah, I could be having an energetic dip because of the fact my body's going through something, but I wasn't being drawn to that, right? I was being drawn to doing something more on the spiritual level. And this is why I'm saying it's like really important to tap into the body because I could have told myself like, no, I need to do something physical because that's self-care, right? But instead, I went in the order that was being presented to me, that I was getting the inspiration to go and do things. And then once I did take care of myself on a spiritual level, then I started getting like the thoughts and the inspiration to start looking into things for my body, right? To then take care of myself on a physical level. And I think if we're ignoring the spiritual level of things and just kind of like putting a bandaid and being like, well, if I take care of just my body, we're good. Like self-care is more than that, right? Like we're, we're more than just a body. So it makes sense that there's more things that maybe we have to pay attention to as well. And maybe it's not always about the body. So uh, like in my case, I did the spiritual first and then I was able to shift and focus on what my body was asking me for to really get back to a level that I had more energy. I wasn't feeling like in such a lull. And I then decided I wanted to try to find some sort of supplement to help me with this. And I kid you not, as soon as I decided I was going to get some supplements because I also had been experiencing some pretty significant hair loss. Like, I don't have a lot of hair to start with. So the fact I was losing as much as I was was kind of concerning to me. And also, I was like, why did no one say this was a thing? Um, but once I went through the spiritual healing part and I, I recognized my body now was like, hey, let's get our hormones balanced. So I started researching, right? And I found this supplement, which had ashwagandha in it. And then I kid you not, like within 30 minutes, my sister texts me and she mentioned something about ashwagandha in the same day, like 30 minutes later. So I'm like, okay, if that's not a sign, <laughs> I do not know what, what is. So obviously I ordered the supplements. And then the next day, someone recommends their naturopath to me. And I was thinking about getting a naturopath as well, because I wanted to balance my hormones naturally. And like a naturopath would obviously help me with that. Like talk about things falling into place, right? Like when I started doing the things that my body was telling me we wanted to like investigate, to work on, to experience. And this is all because I took the time to get in touch with myself, become just like aware first and then to take action based on what I was feeling as opposed to being like, oh, well, self-care is taking a bath, so I'm going to do that. Or self-care is going shopping or getting my nails done or going to the gym or like, you know what I mean? I, I listened to what was coming up for me. Like, what was I feeling drawn to, to do or experience or to look up? And instead of trying things out to see if they would work... I just took the time to ask myself what was going on. And then I figured out what might work for that. So like the thoughts coming up of, I just want to have a conversation with someone spiritual about this kind of stuff. I want to get a Reiki session done and talked to Debbie. And I have always amazing, lovely conversations with her. It's things like that. Like, let's just listen to what's kind of coming up and getting inspired for us now instead of trying to be like, well, this usually works for me. Or this is what this guru says to do, right? Like, we want to get in touch with what, what do we need right now? And it's so much more than just taking care of the body. Like, yes, at the end of the day, it's all connected. But sometimes the root of why you're feeling like shit doesn't have to do with the physical body right away. 
And the way to fill the cup isn't going to be going to the gym or going on a diet or curling up in your bed for a week. Like sometimes it, it is to do something spiritual. Like in my case, like maybe doing a sound bath, getting Reiki, med- meditating or group activities. Sometimes it's something mental you need. So maybe you just like need to read a good book or listen to a podcast to just clear out the clutter of your mind. Maybe it's the desire to learn something new, like organizational tips or just talking it out with someone. Maybe you just like have the urge to call someone to just let the circle of thoughts out of your mind, right? Like out of mind, out of body, release it. Sometimes it's it's emotional. Sometimes it's like, I just need to have a good cry. Don't know why I just need to. Or maybe I just like really need to laugh. So I'm just going to watch a comedy or Maybe it's like, I just feel really fucking angry. So then punch your pillow a little bit. You can apologize after if you want, but like punch your pillow, let it out. And that's what makes this so fun. That's what makes self-care so interesting is that what you need could be totally different and it can be fun and flowing and just creative and just like doing whatever comes up and feels really good and like in alignment. And you get to come up with something new to do every time you don't have to do the same exact self-care things every day. And if you're like, oh my God, another decision, like I can't, don't worry. (laughs) I promise you when you just take like five minutes, just five minutes to just breathe, to focus on the body and ask yourself what you're feeling, like what do I need? The answer is going to come to you just like it did for me where it was like, okay, well, obviously if my energy is low, I'm going to think it has to do something with my body. But when I took the time to like check, it wasn't that I I wanted to do something more spiritual first. And that allowed like the snowball effect to really just happen as opposed to me trying to like put a square and a round peg like it, it just it wouldn't have worked in the same way. And when you when you ask, it's not going to be like someone pops down in front of you is like, this is what you're doing. It's going to come to you in the form of like inspiration or like a passing thought of like, oh, maybe you know, my flowers outside, they need some tending or, oh, a foot massage sounds so good right about now. Or, oh, you know what? Uh, So-and-so called me last week. I should call them back. Or, you know, oh, I really want to go for just, uh, oh my God. Oh, Ranger's not around me. I didn't want to say the word, but (laughs) Um, I really just feel like going for a walk or I just want to like hug a pillow and cry. Whatever the first thing is that comes up, no matter how random or like seemingly obscure it is, it's the thing for you to do. Like, don't question it. Don't try to like nitpick it. Okay. Don't tell yourself it's silly. Just do it. And I swear it's going to be exactly what you need. So like an example of something that was kind of like out there, but I just needed to do was like for a week after I had done a full moon like meditation outside, I kept getting the urge like this kept popping into my head to do the urge to just like fucking scream in the woods. And I I couldn't tell you why. It's just like it just kept popping up that I needed to go into nature, surround myself by trees and just fucking scream it out. So eventually I like got the balls to to go and, and do it because that's a little weird, right? I, I'm, I'm aware that that's not like normal. Um, but I just like, was like, you know, you know what? I can't stop thinking about this. It it has popped into my head like every day. So I'm just going to go on a little hiking path. And the one that I had thought of, luckily no one was there. So of course, thank you universe. Perfect timing. No one was there. And I just went in a little bit on the path and I just fucking screamed (laughs) for like 30 seconds. And Maybe a minute. I honestly not that long because I did start to be like, oh, my God, this is really loud. Like if anyone's even like remotely close, they're going to hear me. Um, But even though it wasn't super long, it was like a minute. I felt so good afterwards. It was so good. And I cried as well. And I was just allowed to like release And I kid you not, it was, it just felt like a storm passing, right? Like it was like a week of me holding this, this storm at bay, like trying. And then when I just spent literally 30 seconds to a minute doing what I kept getting inspired to do, it felt so much lighter. I was on the other side of it now. And I started to feel like myself again within like an hour, 30 minutes, like, It was so cathartic and I highly recommend screaming into nature if you are feeling like just wound up 
tense or, or whatever. Like it was so good. Highly recommend. <laughs> and for self-love, how I would describe self-love is, is like this. So self-love to me is the ability to show yourself compassion, patience, appreciation, and most importantly, forgiveness. And I think self-love is a bit tougher for us than self-care, um, but they truly, they go hand in hand and they kind of feed into one another, like a just a circle. Like when you're doing one, it kind of works on the other. And when you're doing the other, it works into that one, right? So when you work on one, it helps to make the other easier to work on as well. You can't just do one and neglect the other because they are just so like commingled that you, you kind of have to pay attention to both. And why is self-love so important? Well, in the famous words of someone I love, Mama Roo, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love someone else? And honestly, this is so, so true. We don't know how to truly love others if we don't know what it looks like, right? How can we say that we are truly allowing others to be themselves when we don't know how to do that for ourselves? How can we say that we are truly supporting someone in the best way we can when we don't know what that looks like for us to be supported like that? We can love others only to the capacity in which we love ourselves. If we don't trust ourselves, we inherently don't trust others. It's just how it goes because you're going to think everyone is like you. We don't like to think of ourselves as a one-off. No, we're, we're going to think that everyone around us thinks the same way we do. So if we're telling ourselves that we're garbage, that we suck, that we're ugly, we're automatically gonna assume that's what everyone else is thinking about us, right? Why would they be thinking about us differently than I think about myself? And that's why they said they can't hang out with me today. Or that's why they didn't hold the elevator door for me or some random shit, you know. When in reality, the reason why someone does or doesn't do something isn't because of you at all. <laughs> They're just as much in their own heads as we are in our own. And the only way that you can really see others with true openness, with true love, with true patience, true compassion, is when you know what it looks like to begin with. So just like imagine trying to draw a picture of a kumquat. Don't know what that is? Don't know what a kumquat looks like? I didn't either until I googled it because it was mentioned in a book that I'm reading. <laughs> but imagine, because we don't know, say we don't know what a kumquat looks like, Imagine you might draw some sort of like bat looking creature, or maybe it's like a frog, or maybe it's it's a sport, right? Like if you don't know what it looks like, how can you articulate that or give that to others? So if I'm over here like, hey, a kumquat is a citrus fruit. Why are you giving me a frog? There's like a disconnect, right? And that's why self-love is so important so that you know that what you give others is truly love. And not coming from a place of lack, of scarcity, of fear, of anger, of limitations. That's why sometimes you feel like others aren't giving you what you need, right? Because if you can't clearly define what it is that you need because you don't know what it looks like, then how can you ask others, right? How can you expect others to give you something that you don't know what it's like to experience in general at all because maybe they are giving it to you but you don't know what it looks like so you don't know how to experience it so it's so important for you to understand what love what patience what acceptance what forgiveness looks like for yourself so then you can see it in the world around you and know whether or not Someone is giving you that. You are experiencing it in relationships, right? You, you can't give to others that you, you don't know how to, how to give or how to receive. Like, I would love to give someone handmade pottery. I don't know how to do that, right? And it's not that there's anything wrong with you. It's just like, if I want to give someone pottery, I should probably learn how to make pottery for myself first, I should probably sit on the wheel and throw the clay and figure out what it looks like for me to make pottery before I give it to someone. I think self-love is the like foundation, the core of just peace, of calmness, of genuine compassion, of patience, self-expression, 
clear communication, boundaries of momentum, resilience. I honestly, I think it's at the core of like everything, quote unquote, good in our lives, right? And just because it's maybe something you're not used to or it's difficult, it doesn't mean it's not worth doing. It just might not happen overnight. And in most cases, it probably won't. And honestly, you wouldn't want it to either because you really need to ease into it. You need to slowly crawl out of your proverbial shell and experience the world one step at a time. And honestly, I wouldn't want you to just wake up one day and just totally love yourself. I mean, yes, obviously that's that sounds bad. But what I mean is that I would rather you have the experience of getting there, right? Things are so much better and more fulfilling and more appreciated when we earn it, right? When you walked the path. Cooking a delicious meal for everyone is more fulfilling for the person cooking it, right, than going to a nice restaurant. Rebuilding a broken car into a working car is more fulfilling than just paying someone if you have the ability to do it, right? You build a story with the process of what you're learning. You build a story with that end result. And there's more of a connection there. There's more of an appreciation of when you do something, move through something, earn something than to just have something given to you. So the question of all questions, how can we actually implement a self-care routine into our already jam-packed lives? And from my experience, it requires you to do basically two things. And first and foremost, the most important thing is to pay attention to your body. Notice if you're feeling a bit tired too often. Notice if you're feeling a bit on edge for a while. Notice if your shoulders are constantly like up at your ears and tight. Notice if your stomach is feeling really unsettled. Maybe you have just consistent body aches or headaches. Notice if maybe your temper is higher than usual and your patience is lower than usual. Notice if you're like lacking momentum or motivation. Are you eating fuels that fuel you or eating fuels that comfort you? Do you get like a repeating thought about doing something in particular, like talking to someone or going to scream in the woods? Ask yourself, what am I feeling? Am I feeling a certain emotion? Am I feeling anxious? Am I feeling tired? Am I sad? Am I angry? Am I overwhelmed, bored, exhausted? If at any point you don't feel like your normal, high-vibing, beautiful self, just ask yourself these questions. Just check in. Just get curious with what's going on. Imagine going to the doctors and they don't ask you what's going on, right? They just give you something and then it wouldn't work, right? If you're going for a broken arm and they give you like diabetic pills, it's not going to help you at all. Like get curious, ask what's going on. And the only way you're going to know what you need to do is to know what's going on first, right? You're going to give someone a broken arm a cast. You're going to give someone with diabetic problems, diabetic pills. You're not going to swap it around. You don't want to give a kid cough medicine when they scrape their knee. You want to give them a Band-Aid. It's the same thing here. We want to get in touch with what's going on first so then we can actually pick something that is going to help us, whatever is going on specifically. And when you figure out what's going on, then you can take action. And I'm telling you, when you do it this way, things fall into place. And when you take action, make it small. I'm telling you, like, small, small, small. Feeling a bit tired lately? Okay, what are you doing that's different in your schedule? What have you changed recently in your life? What is one small thing that you can do today that's going to help you feel a little bit more energized? What can you do today that is either going to alleviate something, teach you something, or give you something? And if you're feeling like stressed at work, for example, what is one project that you can ask help on or that you could give to someone else? If you're feeling tired because you have kids, <laughs> what is one thing you can do another day when your plate isn't so full? If your body is in a funk and feeling kind of off, what is one thing you can do today that's going to help soothe it? Is it a bath? Is it a walk? Is it a nap? Self-care doesn't need to be like this massive project, this massive undertaking. Just take one small step at a time. 
one small step so it's not overwhelming. It's just one small teeny tiny step of putting yourself first in whatever capacity it looks like. So for me, it was getting that Reiki session. It was having that conversation. It was looking up on Google some supplements for coming off of birth control, right? Like that's a tiny step of just a Google search that takes someone like 30 seconds to do. And we don't have to do these big, crazy things. You don't need to like change your diet and cut out all sugar immediately. You don't need to do like a meal plan every single week from now on till the end of time. You don't need to work out for an hour every single day, especially if you're not doing it at all now. Like what about instead we make it smaller, more achievable. So instead of having cake at the end of the day, you have something that's like natural sugar, dried mangoes, apples, a fruit of some sort. What about instead of like meal planning and having all of that stress of having to cook on Sundays, you just come up with ideas in general, put them on little notes, stick it in a jar, and then during the week you just pick out of that. What about instead of like working out for an hour every day, you just do for five minutes, like chop it down, make it approachable, make it doable. This is something that I do. And this is the only way that I've been able to stay pretty consistent in all of my practices for spiritual, for yoga, for any sort of exercises. I, if I keep like falling off of the wagon, so like trying to work out for like 30 minutes a day was not working for me because it was just too big of an ask of where I'm at currently. So I just chopped it down. So now I'm doing five minutes a day and it's a lot easier for me. And there's some days when I'm in the five minutes that I'm like, I could go a little bit longer. And so I do, but I'm not, you know, I'm not keeping a standard too high that it doesn't feel approachable. So then I just don't do it at all. So this kind of like segues me into the next thing. If you're, if you're ready to build more of a scheduled type thing, a regular practice, First and foremost, come up with a list of the of the most essential things in your life, whether it's good health, thriving business, close relationships with others, having emotional balance, mental clarity, time with kids, whatever it is, write at least five things, but don't do more than 10 because we, we want to not go off the rails here. <laughs> And then out of the five to 10 things that you said are your most important things in your life to you, what are the top two things out of this list right now that feel the most important to you and that you are also not feeling fulfilled at this time? And mind you that this can change and it will change as you pay attention to different aspects of your life and you fill the cup, then somewhere else is you know, going to be ready for you to pay attention to after. Um, but the thing is, you know, the ideally we want to manage all of them. It's just we have to learn how to balance one at a time before we can manage all of them. You can't do it all at once, especially if you aren't even managing one of the essentials yet. So we want to start small. Again, we're chunking it down. Chop it down. We're going to start with one to two of these essentials that we know are going to fill up our cup the most and that are the most important to us. And yet we're not quite there yet. So just for example, let's say that my five essentials are removing toxins from my body, like clean eating, a spiritual practice, quality time with those I love, my business, and emotional regulation. And let's say out of these five things, my spiritual practice and like cleaning up my life diet, I'm struggling with more than others, but it's also something I think about the most or changing the most, what isn't the most fulfilling right now, but is very important to me. And it's not to say that I'm going to ignore the rest of it. No, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing currently for them because they're not at a level that feels as depleted, right? They're still more fulfilled than these other two very important things in my life. But what I am going to do is I'm going to break down these two areas even more so then I can start making some changes. So what you'll want to do is more lists. Yes, <laughs> we're breaking it down. And I want you to write a list for each of these five essentials that you want or you think you should be doing to fill this cup in this area of your life. 
So five things for each of these essentials. So I did, I did just say five, but I meant two. So we're picking two out of the five. And out of those two, we're writing a list of five things that we want or think that we should be doing. And out of these five things that we want to do or we think we should do, how simple can we break it down to make it something that seems manageable, achievable, and enjoyable? So say you want, for spiritual practice, we want to meditate, to do yoga, to read a Dolores Cannon book, and to listen to a podcast. Okay, what is the smallest step we can do for each of them? Like, easy. Like, even if your ego is telling you, well, that's not really doing it. Like, okay, how small can we get? So we can meditate for five minutes with a guided meditation on YouTube. There is a channel specifically for five-minute meditations that I use religiously. Very good. (laughs) And, you know, we can also do a five-minute yoga session. Yoga with Adrienne. She's got five-minute sessions, 10-minute sessions. YouTube, great for these things. (laughs) Or we can just do like a free flow to one song. And most songs are between like three to five minutes long anyways. Um, For like reading a book, let's break it down. We can read one chapter every day and we can do it in the morning with our coffee instead of watching TV or trolling on our phone. We can listen to a podcast on our ride to work or while doing laundry or while cooking or while working in general. So we want to break it down into small achievable steps, but also do it with something that is enjoyable. So if you do enjoy cooking, like add the podcast to that. Or if you don't enjoy doing laundry, but you do enjoy listening to a podcast, then put them together, right? You're getting two things done at that point and you're still filling the cup for whatever the spirituality or whatever it is you're you're learning about. And with this too, I think it's important to give yourself a boundary with it. And what I mean by this is like a lower end and an upper end. And this is important so that you don't overdo anything and that it also allows you to be more consistent. So, for example, with my social media, I have this goal. This is literally a goal that I I wrote down and I have I work on daily. <laughs> I have a goal that I should be making one post every day. Whether I post it or not, this is for me to practice, right? I'm creating either like a reel or a, a post, a story, something for me to either practice or to genuinely make. My lower boundary is to create one post a day because that's achievable for me. I can make one thing. Whether or not I've created a caption with it, a cover to go with it, that's not part of it. It's create one post a day. My upper is four posts a day. And even if I feel good and I'm having like a really good day and I want to make more, I stop myself at four. And most days I I am only doing one because I am busy with my job, my full-time job. But some days I do do more. And this keeps me in line because one is doable. One is like my basic level and it feels like it's not an ask. It's not a big ask. It takes a little bit of my time, right? And four is like, wow, this is a very productive day. But I want to put some sort of boundary on it so I can keep myself at a level that's consistent day in and day out. Because I don't want to have a day where I don't do anything. And then the next day I'm doing 10 because I'm trying to make up for the fact that I didn't do anything yesterday and then, you know, I'm trying to make up for it today. And then the next day I fall off again. And then it's a, it's another trying to get caught up. Like that's all over the place. And just talking about it, you can feel the energy leaking out all over the place, right? Like it's inconsistent. It's like doing a sprint and then walking and sprint and walking, which sure is great for you physically. But like we, we're not trying to do that, right? We're trying... We're trying to be the tortoise here. We're not trying to be the hare. We want to go at a steady pace. So maybe it it is just a five minute minimum for yoga, but then your max is no longer than 30 right now because you're not even doing it yet, right? Like to be like, oh, I'm going to do an hour every day. That doesn't seem feasible because you're not even doing it yet, right? We want to 
set our boundaries, the lower to be something that is very easy and could be done when you really don't have the motivation. And then the upper is something that is a little bit out of your comfort zone, but isn't so far of a reach that it's like really uncomfortable. So maybe, you know, your bottom for reading is one chapter a day, but then no more than five because that is just like a push for you. Until the upper level is what your daily norm is, like if you are reading five chapters every day or you are doing yoga for 30 minutes every day and that is what seems easy, that's what seems now like your new bottom, right? Stick with what your boundary is until your upper limit now becomes your lower, where it now becomes like, this is just what's happening. This is more habitual. This is what feels good and easy for me. And this is going to help you feel more aligned. This is going to help you feel really clear on where to put your energy and how. And this also gives you like a daily little checklist. You can write one physically if you want and like physically check off when you you're doing it and this literally it gives us a dopamine hit and this helps us stay consistent you can literally make a sticky note I have one for my daily reminders I have four things that I had said are essential for me in my business that I want to do daily and this has helped me stay more consistent and to feel like huh because if I'm just like leaving it out in the open without any sort of like guidelines or, or boundaries, if I don't have a specific number, it makes it harder for me to want to start, right? Because I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what done looks like. I don't know what completed looks like. So it, it's slowing me down from starting because I don't have a way to know whether or not I'm accomplishing what feels good to have done. So by setting this upper and lower boundary, you're making it clear what does is done for this look like for you and it makes it easier to stay consistent makes it easier for things to just feel doable and not overwhelming and while that's all about self-care uh, when it comes to self-love it is more just being aware of how you speak to yourself and about yourself on a daily basis so it's giving yourself the things that you are looking for others to give you. So if you're just wishing that someone would give you a compliment on an outfit you wore today, give yourself that compliment. And you can do the same thing too with, with the like upper and lower boundaries. You can set this for yourself to practice self-love too. So if you you know, like compliments, that's your type of like love language, give yourself compliments. You can set a lower one compliment a day if you're not used to making compliments towards yourself and you can set an upper of five, right? Or you spend one minute in the mirror looking at yourself and thinking only nice thoughts about yourself and set the upper at five. So you can practice self-love in a similar way that we do self-care, you know, you can set the boundaries of what it what does it look like to have done something nice for myself. Maybe it's buying yourself the flowers at a store that make you smile. Maybe it's writing yourself a love letter or writing yourself a thank you letter, which I think is huge. I don't think we thank ourselves enough, which is a form of self-love. One of the things I like to do, too, is just like pretend you're accepting an award for something amazing you've done. And it doesn't have to be anything big. So maybe it's like, I'm accepting this award because I took care of the kids and they survived today, right? They're alive. We're all alive. <laughs> or maybe it's an award you're giving yourself for getting dressed and getting showered today. Just give yourself forgiveness too on the days where you were hard on yourself or really tough on others because you're only doing the best you can with what you've got, right? Give yourself permission to forgive yourself, right? You don't need someone to tell you whether or not you can forgive yourself. You, you get to decide that for yourself. And give yourself permission to be yourself. Give yourself permission to be yourself in all interactions with others. 
and and speak to yourself and and act how you would tell someone else that you love to speak to themselves and how you would tell someone you love how to treat themselves, right? If you're telling your best friend all of these amazing things about them, like they're so strong, they're so beautiful, they're so wise, they are so worthy of having everything they want. Like if you're able to say that for others, the reason why is because that always lives within you as well, right? You wouldn't be able to recognize something in someone else if it didn't already exist within you. So if you're able to give compliments like this to other people, you are able to give compliments like that to yourself and to receive them too. I think that's a really big thing is receiving the compliments, whether it's given from someone else or from ourselves to just say thank you, right? We don't need to deflect and say something about them instead, Or something about if it's a compliment about clothes, like where you got it from, right? Like it's okay and it's absolutely necessary for you to accept it. Don't rebound your compliments. Take them because you're you're worthy of them. And just think and talk to yourself the way that you would talk to someone that you love, right? You wouldn't say hurtful things to someone you love and yet here we are saying it to ourselves, right? Like, we need to love ourselves first. Again, kind of going back to what I said at the beginning of the episode, like, we can't give to others if we don't know what it looks like for us, right? We want to be able to give really heartfelt compliments to people, but do we know how to receive that for ourselves first? Like, maybe you're tired of people just always complimenting you on how you look and you want something that's a deeper compliment. Are you able of receiving it when someone gives it to you? Do you even know what that looks like? Are you able to give it to yourself? And the last thing I would add here too is to not only do these things when you feel like shit. I know it's the easiest because it's like the biggest red flag of us to be like, oh, I have, you know, I have to do something about this. I don't feel that great. But the big thing is to not only do it when you feel like shit, like you want to stay consistent And do something, even when you're feeling good or high vibing, like you want to compound onto it. So if you are having a good day, you want to continue to do the things that you said were important for you to do. You don't want to let it fall by the wayside because we want it to compound and become easier to do. So then it just becomes a part of who you are. It becomes a part of your life. And then that's how we can move on to other aspects of our lives when we're not thinking about it anymore, right? It just becomes part of who we are. Self-care and self-love aren't a, like, only pay attention to me when it's a bad thing. It's honestly, it's a daily thing. It's just some days are a lot easier than other days. And when you start doing it, small step by small step, it becomes a habit so easily that you don't even realize it until later. Maybe someone makes a comment about it or you decide to journal about how your last couple months have been. And it, it, it's so easy and just integrates so seamlessly when you do it small step by small step and becomes your routine, becomes who you are. It becomes part of who you are, right? You start to love yourself more and you're taking care of yourself more. And then in that way, you're able to love others more and take care of them more too. And the thing is, you do not have to be perfect. That's why we have the upper and the lower boundaries, right? And even if you are falling off, It just means adjust that boundary. It just means your lower boundary is still too far of a reach. Just lower it. And if you're like, how can I lower a five-minute meditation? You can. You can lower it to a minute. You can lower it to 30 seconds. You can lower it to 10 seconds of breath work. Like, I'm telling you, get down granular to the point where it feels stupid easy and then put like an upper, an upper limit that pushes you a little bit, but... The goal is to have a boundary and and a set like explanation of what it means to have done. And then it makes it easier for you to keep going. So say this with me. I love myself. I am capable of achieving amazing things. 
I surprise myself with my resilience. I am proud of myself for all I have accomplished. I love who I am. I love who I am because of what I've gone through. I forgive myself for not always loving myself. I forgive myself for hurting others when I was hurt. I love myself and all that I am. So I think we had some um, some good stuff today. <laughs> Definitely a toughie for a lot of us out there, but you can do it. Just, you know, start getting familiar with what's going on within and let the answers of what steps or actions to take just like flow and come up and take it easy. Don't try to change your life overnight. Just do what feels good to have done and is achievable and is fun. And if you've enjoyed this episode, go ahead and leave me a review. Give me five stars. Give me a comment, something, you know. Rating this podcast helps get it out to more amazing, beautiful humans just like you. And make sure you're following me on Instagram at Breakthrough and Bloom for more tips, tricks, and perspective shifts. And if no one has told you this today, I am so proud of you. You're doing amazing, sweetie. And I love you, I love you, I love you. And I'll see you in the next one.